Welcome back to the second podcast in the Be Sure campaign brought to you by the Growing Matters Coalition. I'm Matt Lowell with GIE Media, joined today by Matt Giese. He is Technical Services Manager with Syngenta. Matt, you're here today to talk a little bit about the best practices when using crop protection products to ensure safety of the applicator, as well as insect pollinators, the first podcast in this series with Katie Savinelli talking about protecting pollinators this one does talk a little bit about insect pollinators as well, but again, more about crop protection products today. How are you doing, Matt? What's going on? Great. Thanks for having me this morning. Thanks for being here. Let's just dive right in. This is a great topic and an important topic, and we talk a lot about how to use best crop protection products. Why this seems just really, really Simple and straightforward, but I'm sure it's a complex answer. Why is that so important? Well, and it is a good question. And, you know, I think there are a lot of considerations and, and things to uh, think about, you know, when we're using crop protection products, whether it's in row crop agriculture or whether it's on a golf course. But a lot of them really uh, revolve around keeping the mixing and handler and or the applicator safe. And really that's one of the most important things that we talk about looking at a specimen label. But ultimately, you know, we're using them for a reason. And so you're really trying to effectively manage unwanted pests and, and also, you know, protecting the environment. And that's going to include things like protecting pollinators and other wildlife, you know, that are going to be in those areas where uh, we may be making applications. And it's always that line between pests and pollinators. One group you don't want, one group obviously you do. Correct, yeah. I mean, you're really looking at trying to understand, you know, what a particular product will do. And so as an applicator, you need to really focus on what that specimen label talks about. And, and that's the best place to start when we start looking at, you know, making sure that we keep one safe and we try to rid the other. And so the specimen label is going to be the area where you're going to find directions for use, storage, disposal, all that type of information, as well as any guidance on, you know, protecting, protecting really beneficial and, and non-target type organisms. Reading those labels, safety protocol number one and probably number two and three as well, where else should folks, applicators, go to find out uh, some of the more up-to-date information about various products? Yeah, and I, I think when you look at the resources that are out there, probably the number one resource is that label that's on that product container. That's going to be the most up-to-date information. But there are also online resources that you can find. Basic manufacturer will publish their specimen labels. Maybe even the, the distribution channel, which you purchase through, may even have uh, those, that type of information. So a lot of that is, is readily available, whether it's on the product container itself or online, uh, it, there's, there's really no excuse uh, for having the most up-to-date information because it is so readily available. Outside of applicator safety, outside of use rates, what are some of the other considerations, the other precautions that should be made when making turf applications, whether it's on a golf course or on a landscape or just at a, at a private home? Yeah, and I think, you know, it's, it's 
a lot of it is really just some basic understanding of what these products do. And, you know, for example, if you're concerned and you have areas in a turf situation that have flowers and there are bees that are foraging, don't make applications. You know, sometimes it just takes some simple logic to think about, uh, you know, those types of situations and, and really avoiding those types of situations. Another consideration, you know, would be things like uh, product chemistry, using some favorable chemistries that, you know, can manage the pest effectively, but also trying to mitigate any risks that you might have to wildlife uh, in the area or, or things of that nature. So, you know, all of those things are considerations and should be uh, weighed pretty carefully when uh, selecting a particular product to use. And it should go without saying, and, and I think most people listening to this podcast already know this, but covering exposed skin, wearing gloves, wearing closed toes shoes, washing off equipment immediately after use, these are all very important as well. Yeah, correct. You know, every specimen label is going to have what we call a PPE section or personal protective equipment. And this is going to, you know, list out the minimum things that an applicator or a mixer handler needs to equip themselves with to protect themselves. And so it, there's going to be information on gloves. There's going to be information on long sleeve shirts or long pants or, as you mentioned, closed-toed shoes. Those are all going to be things that seem logical to use, you know, to really reduce exposure to those individuals that are making those applications. And so, again, all of that information, you know, is, is easily accessible uh, on a product specimen label. Fun stuff here to talk about. How have chemistries changed since you got into this part of the industry, and, and what are some of the areas that you're excited about right now in terms of research and new products? Yeah, there are, uh, there are just a ton of product technology advancements would be maybe the best term to use. And, you know, they can range from just drift reduction to really targeting uh, application uh, control. And so, you know, I think one of the most exciting since I've sort of been in this industry the last 25 years is, is really looking at products that are just really targeted toward a specific insect and, and really don't have, a, you know, uh, adverse effects uh, against maybe other beneficials or non-target organisms. One uh, example that comes to mind is uh, our Acceloprin insecticide, which is a, a very strong uh, white grub or billbug or webworm type material, armyworm type material uh, that really is effective on all those insects that I just mentioned. But uh, based on some work that was done at the University of Kentucky, you know, around foraging pollinators such as bumblebees really has no effect uh, on, on those types of insects. And so, you know, how you can have an insecticide and it's so effective on a, a pest that we want to rid a turf grass area of, but at the same time really has no effect. is is still an amazing feat of technology, I think. And uh, I think we're just on the brink of these types of products, you know, coming into the marketplace and, and really giving turf managers an excellent opportunity to control what they want to without 
having some of the adverse effects that we might see with other types of products. That study out of the University of Kentucky, Matt, is that available anywhere online or otherwise? Yeah, it sure is. Uh, You can find that uh, and read more about the work that Dr. Dan Potter did there with this this, this impact of of chemistry on on beneficial and non-target organisms. It's available at greencastonline.com, and you can find it there. But I'm sure that uh, if you search for Dr. Dan Potter, can certainly find it uh, elsewhere uh, as well, but uh, that would be one place that it is available. I did not realize that that was his study. He has done a lot of great work over the years. He really has, and he is focused on not only turf, but uh, he's done some good work on landscape ornamentals too, and the pests that affect those particular plants, you know, around residential landscapes, commercial landscapes. And, and the advantages that uh, a celeprin has uh, even in those types of situations. Matt, where else can folks go to learn more about some best practices in regard to stewardship? Yeah, a couple of uh, websites uh, come to mind. Um, one that we, we haven't talked about this morning is a, a global Syngenta initiative called Operation Pollinator. Hmm. And this is an initiative that Syngenta started about 15 years ago, and it really is an initiative that's uh, designed to kind of help restore pollinators, whether it be in agricultural, uh, golf, or landscape settings, by creating uh, basically habitats for these these types of pollinators. Uh, And so this program was really designed and specifically uses uh, selected wildflowers to attract uh, just a variety of pollinators and, and really increase biodiversity. And so that's one thing that I think is, is really a, a very cool uh, initiative that uh, is, is around. And you can certainly uh, find more information on Operation Pollinator uh, at Syngenta.com as well as our site, SyngentaProfessionalSolutions.com. There's also more information that you can find around stewardship and best practices at growingmatters.org. That is a wealth of information just about really utilizing products to the best of their ability, uh, yet at the same time uh, really stewarding them and and using them in a way that uh, makes sense from a labeling standpoint, from an environmental standpoint, uh, and from an efficacy standpoint, uh, all wrapped up into a nice little package. So those would be some of the things that, uh, that uh, I typically uh, go to, to to find out uh, uh, much of the information that I'm sharing here this morning. Excellent. A lot of great resources. And Matt Giese, is there anything else that we didn't talk about, anything else you want to bring up in regard to crop protection products in, in any applicator safety, anything else? I think, you know, it's just one of those things where sometimes uh, we get in a hurry and don't uh, think about what we're doing. And sometimes it's just uh, important to slow down, read the label. You know, the label is the law and, and it is useful uh, in so many ways that sometimes I think they are overlooked. It's maybe not the most interesting reading, but it certainly has a lot of great information uh, that we can use, that applicators can use, that we can use to be stewards of both these products and the environment. 
like you said, probably won't be topping any hardback or paperback bestseller lists, but important and, I don't know, I think it could be interesting reading. Depends on your perspective, but I agree. <laughs> I think it could be. Absolutely. He's Matt Geezy, Technical Services Manager with Syngenta. Matt, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Appreciate the time, Matt. 